And that lets you save the Look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in, being a part of our True Form Life community, whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. We're back at it. Another show, another week. We are moving along. It's kind of crazy when I think back about how long we've been on air. I've just heard from a from a fan that wrote in, and they said, I've been listening to you for years, and that means absolutely so much. I'll ask at a later date if I can read a testimonial for you, but it's a quick shout out to Billy Hooks who said that she's been listening and she's really been enjoying the show. So that means so much. Gives us inspiration to continue on and push forward through the ups and downs. We're continually moving on and getting better. So again, thank you for those messages that come in. They mean so much to us. Today I'm going to be talking about the book, The Four Agreements. And I got to tell you, this book is a life changer without question. I'm not sure that I did a kind of like a book review in the past or ever before, which is kind of crazy because we've been on for so long, but I wanted to talk about The Four Agreements. It's one of my favorite books, one of the few books that I'll read over and over again. I read a lot of books, to be honest with you. I'm a huge book fan. I try to read probably a book every 10 days. Just depends on what I'm doing. If we have a product launch, it's a little bit less, but Again, this is one of the books. It's called The Four Agreements. I'm going to talk about it through this whole show. I'm going to give you my perspective on it, probably how it's changed my life. This is Don Miguel Ruiz. Who knows? Maybe I'll have him on as a guest in the future. Usually, when, when producers or sorry, publishers send me books, I usually bring the host on, and they'll talk about their book. In this regard, I thought I'd switch it up a bit, and I'm going to talk about this one, and we're going to go over... The importance of being impeccable with your word. That's the first agreement. The second one is don't take anything personally. The third one is don't make assumptions. And the fourth one, always do your best. I know these sound super simple. And I even thought about this in the past, but I picked up the book again. I've been re-inspired and I have to share this with you. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so let's get into it. Today I'm talking about The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. This is my perspective, my thoughts. I got to say, I hope, I, I really hope that after this show is over, you consider going to pick up the book. And I'm an author as well. If you didn't know, I wrote Detoxify Yourself. I just wrote Random Thoughts, Volume 1 for entrepreneurs and business owners. I have Elevate Your Health and then a couple other smaller like written type of books. Some you can find on Amazon. Some you can find on our website, trueformlife.com. If you need some help with ordering or you need any direction, shoot, shoot us a message. We'd be happy to help out. But I guess what I'm getting at here is that you can find books all over the place. I Unfortunately, I feel that books are very very undervalued and I throw this post up on my social media page and I said why are books worth so little in this world and people were enraged they're like books aren't worth so little then so I love books and like I have tons of books or all my friends really value books I'm like all right, okay guys take it easy 
I was just stating a fact that books are not worth a lot of money. They're not, the perceived value is very low. You could probably thank Amazon for that. But if you look at a place like Amazon, you can buy used books for a couple dollars. You can buy eBooks or you can, most of their eBooks are less than $5. And then you could look at more expensive books on Amazon, like $12. And why I say they're so small, like so lowly valued is because it takes so long to write a book. I'm working on my fourth book right now, and it takes endless hours to write a book, I gotta tell you, just to go through it once, and then you add to it, and then you write it, and then you go over it, and you change things, and then you have edits, and you give it to some of your friends to read, so they can tell you what they think, and then they make some edits. It's a long process. That's self-published, of course. If you're, maybe it's a bit different if you're a published author. I am not. Hope maybe in the future. That's not, not something I'm actively pursuing, though, so it's not really... It's not really something I know about. I do know. I can tell you that if you go to like an Amazon bestseller, like people all often say that, like oh, I'm an Amazon bestseller. Pretty much anyone can be an Amazon bestseller. I went to this workshop and they actually taught you. It was kind of shady. I wasn't really super excited or happy that they even went over that, but they were trying to prove that being a bestseller wasn't a big deal. So they showed you how you can actually be a bestseller for a day. So then you say, I've been an Amazon bestseller. So that's a new label for you. So you can talk about how prestigious you are, but pretty much anyone can do it. I also know of a couple other businesses that teach you how to do that. All you have to really do is get all your friends and family to review your book in, in one day or within one hour or something like that. And now you're an Amazon bestseller, which sounds a bit ridiculous to me. I'm not going to go and do that because it doesn't mean that much to me, but that just the value of books. I also heard in a different workshop, they told me there's a little, sometimes there's a little cross on a book. They told me that that means that books have been purchased, like large quantity of, excuse me, large quantities of books have been purchased for three or four weeks in a row. So, and that's New York Times bestsellers. So if you pick up a book and you see new um, New York Times bestseller and it has a little cross on it, which I've seen myself, that means that large quantities of books have been purchased for the last few weeks, which means they were on the New York bestseller list. So if you're a big name and you got a bunch of money, you can go ahead and buy, go to a bookstore and buy a bunch of your books back and give them away or sell them yourself personally, whatever it is, and you can be a New York Times bestseller, which is pretty crazy to me. That's at least for me, like you can basically buy yourself, you, you can buy your way in. So at any rate, I highly value books. I really do. I know it takes so much time and effort. I think books should be worth more money, especially because of how much, how much value they offer. Like books have changed my life. How often I read books. I feel like you could sit across from the world's smartest people, for the world's most spiritual people. For the, the best financial people in the world, you could sit across from them and have a conversation with them by picking up their book. So, again, that's why I'm a big fan. So I always say I just want to say that because when I when I say oh go to a book go to a bookstore find used books you can buy books on Amazon go to your bookstore I really like to support local smaller bookstores personally because I've had my books in these smaller bookstores those big name ones I've been in those but those are on consignment in most cases and they only take a few of them so people rarely see them they don't put them in great places so they're not easily found. And then you have to do book signings every month, at least every month, or, they, or, they'll, or they'll take your books off the shelves. And of course, if they're not selling, they also take your books off the shelves. So it's a very tough industry, which is, again, why I think books don't have much value. And to me, they really have changed my life in a big way. So today, I'm going over the four agreements as we talked about. So let's get into the first one. The first one is called Be Impeccable With Your Word. 
I love this one here because I believe this to my core that we should do the things that we say that we're going to do. And one of my biggest pet peeves in life is that if we don't, is when people come across, come into my life and they say something and they don't mean it or they don't follow through with it. I'm not exactly sure why that's so challenging, but to me, when I say something, I mean it. So when someone says something to me and they don't mean it or they don't follow through, it's really challenging for me. Like, I just don't understand why life would be so much easier if someone said something and they did it. Or if someone said something and they meant it, or if they said something and it wasn't a complete lie. And that's just the fact of the matter. I know like you're a liar. It's a very strong phrase and it's very insulting. But just recently I came across a couple people in my life that basically turned things up upside down. Now, fortunately, it's been a few months where they're out of my life. But I think it's very important to protect your environment, who you allow in your life. I think it's so important to allow only positive people in your life. Unfortunately, these couple people... They're not so positive. And I thought I did a good job. I would say that we were friends on some level. And then you get into a deeper friendship and you get into a bit of business stuff and you get into more conversations and you slowly find out that, and these again, these are people I've known for a year or two at least. And you find out the words that are coming out of their mouth are complete lies. And I'm like, why would, like some of the things I was like, why would you lie about this? And other things I found out after our relationship was kind of over. I was like, oh my gosh, why, like how much energy and effort have you put into lying and you if you put into in that effort into someone more positive in your life their lives would be so much different and so would mine so that's why i decided to move on and it's it's difficult to move people out of your lives or more harshly you to cut people out of your lives but i think it's very important for this reason in particular as don says in his book to be impeccable with your word and so the things that you say that come out of your mouth need to be the truth and again, I just kind of flipped that around and said the people in your life need to be tell you the truth as well. But it's very challenging if I look someone in the eye and I know they're completely lying to me. Like I can't have those people in my life. And I should and I and I'd like you to consider those people in your life as well because I know that we just keep people around because it's easier or more convenient. And maybe you want to, don't want to go and find more friends or of course family members are, is always challenging. But all right, I'm gonna circle back around here to be impeccable with your word yourself. So. I think that there's more integrity in your own life, in your own voice, in your own soul, if you will, if you speak words that are true all the time. And now let's take this just a bit deeper. When we say be impeccable with your word, it also means with the thoughts that you're thinking. So many times we have these thoughts of like what people are thinking or even what what we feel people are thinking about us and then what we're thinking about other people. So we have to understand what's truth and what's made up. Many times in our lives, things have been made up, things we have been made up or discovered in our youth and we felt that that was true in our life. And then we find out later, well, hopefully we find out at some point in our lives that that wasn't true. It was a neighborhood bully or it was a teacher that didn't really believe in us or maybe a family member that put us down one time. In the book, Dawn gives us one example of there's this little girl and she was always singing, like she loved to sing around the house. And this one moment, the mother had a very stressful day and the little girl was singing away and the mother wasn't taking it, wasn't taking out her own frustrations on herself or what she was angry about. She lashed out at the little girl and she said, stop singing. You have an ugly voice. And she only, of course, she only said that because she wanted, she, the little kid didn't have an ugly voice. She, and she didn't feel that either. The mother didn't feel that. She just lashed out. She wanted her to stop immediately. And that's what came to mind. 
So that little girl stopped singing. She stopped. She wouldn't go to any plays. She used to love and dance and act. She wouldn't do that anymore. She stopped socializing because she thought she had an ugly voice. And that changed her life in many different ways. But understand that once she gets older, hopefully she realized that that wasn't true. That just happened one time. Her mother didn't mean it. She was lashing out. But we as adults, we carry this on for our entire lives. We carry... Like I said, neighbor, it could be anything. It could be like a family member. It could be a complete stranger that said something to us one time. And that's where I say what's impact, being impeccable with our word, what we're telling ourselves and repeating what's going on in our minds is usually untrue when it's in a negative state. And there's far less things that we tell ourselves in a positive state. So that's the first one that I wanted to share with you. It's very powerful. It's probably my favorite one. And it's where the other three originate from. You have to be impeccable with your word first, and then we can move on to the next agreement. The next agreement is don't take anything personally. This is super challenging. I know. Trust me. We're all in the same boat. I think we all have different scars or different wounds that haven't healed. And many times someone will say something and it's an open wound from years past, and it'll be like, ouch, it'll be a bit painful. Like, ooh, I can't believe they said that. But they didn't mean anything by it. They were just saying it, maybe just like the mother in the first example, they're having, she was having a frustrating day, and she just lashed out because that was the only person around. I think the most challenging thing is that we, always, we often lash out at those we love the most. So it could be our pet. It could be a pet that we love dearly, and the pet's bothering us for a walk or for food, and we're working on a project, and we lash out at that pet just because it was the only thing around. It's just unfortunate. They know us the most. And it could, or it could happen to a spouse. It could happen to a child or another family member. But I think it's important to be conscious of this so we can put in the continual effort to care and love for the people in our lives and not lash out at those times. And again, I've been there through all of these examples I'm giving. I live this every day, which is why I'm here to share this with you. And hopefully we can all change together and make a difference in our lives and in other people's lives as well. If we look at the flip side of the coin, have you ever dealt with someone in your life that takes everything personal? I mean, I certainly have. And it's very challenging to have any type of relationship with that person, any type of communication, because it doesn't matter what you say, they take it personally. You could say, oh my gosh, can you believe that person bought that red car? And then be like, well, I had a red car when I was little, <laughs> right? I had a toy car or my first car was red. And you're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be judging. Let's not judge that car driving by. But So we don't offend this individual, but it could be like, how you doing? How's your day going? My day is going miserable. Why are you asking me about my day? It, it, and, it, and the thing is, it's challenging to have those open and honest conversations with that person. I'll tell you a quick story. I, I actually talked about this in a past episode, and it was talking about trying to help a homeless man. So there's a homeless man sitting on the beach. He's laying on the beach, and he was in some rough shape. I've seen him I'm around this LA area quite quite a bit. He's often doesn't have any shoes. His feet are really swollen. He looks like he's got inflammation all over his body. And I always kind of wanted to reach out and see if he needed anything. Like once in a while, we'll bring some meals to homeless people, or I always try to say, "Hey, how you doing?" Because no one talks to them. A lot of homeless people have mental disabilities or mental, I don't know how you want to say it, mental illness. So you can't really have conversations with them. But once in a while, we find someone that we can have a conversation with or all say hi and they'll say hi back. How you doing? And at any rate, this homeless guy was trying to stand up. And I said to him, can I give you a hand? And he basically lost it. He said, what do you mean? Can you give me a hand? I'm just standing up. I don't need your help. I've stood up a thousand times on my own 
And besides, I didn't even ask you for any help. And I was like, whoa, I was like a bit taken back. So first of all, I have to understand not to take that personally. That had nothing to do with me. For me, asking him if I can help him, that meant that I felt that he felt that I thought he was weak. So that was a weak emotion or a weak comment. So for him to lash out at me, that had nothing to do with me. So consider that when you're at your workplace, maybe it was a long day and you're, it's a family member or a spouse and they kind of lash out at you. In most cases, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It's still challenging not to take it personally, but that's why we talk about, we're talking about this subject so we can raise awareness around it and help, help, hopefully help you have a better understanding that these things that come up in life rarely have to do with us and it's everything with that person or that individual. So let's say in this case, that individual was made fun of when he was younger because he couldn't get up. So anything that you bring up in his life about him getting up, he's going to lash out out, out about without question. So maybe he was injured at one point in time and people were laughing at him because he couldn't get up. Or maybe he was abused as a child and he actually couldn't get up because he was physically abused to an extreme extent. We have no idea what's going on in other people's lives, which is why it's so important not to take things personally. And for me, like, it, again, it helps me as well to talk about this openly with you guys because, you know, like, I'm a friendly person. Like, I like to say, hey, how you doing? I was, I was driving by someone the other day and I said hi and they just kind of, like, gave me this, I call it the stink face. Like, what are you so happy about? And then I was driving, I was cruising down the strand here in Redondo Beach. It was a beautiful day. I was playing my music. I have a little speaker. It's kind of a thing here. Like, a lot of locals do it. Of course, you can listen to music on your earphones, but... I like to play my speaker out, I throw on the Beach Boys or some 6D mix, that's what I like to cruise to. And this guy, I was coming down the strand, he's walking with his wife, and this guy like slowly turns around, listening to my, here's my music, and he looks me up and down, and he like gives me this stink face. And I was like, I just smiled, and I kept riding, and I thought like maybe a less mature me would have been like, can I help you? Or, what's your problem? <laughs> Fortunately, I've evolved in life myself. And I just smiled and kept cruising. And I, just, and I thought, whatever's going on in that individual's life doesn't mean it, he can put it on my life. Like, doesn't mean like if he had a tough day or if he's miserable for whatever reason, he can't put that on me. And I always say like, I'm not, I don't let them take my power. Like, you can't take my happiness. You can't take my power. It's within. I get to decide that. So regardless of what that individual was going through in his life has no effect on me. And I want you guys to consider that as well if someone cuts you off in traffic or if your boss yells at you or if a coworker gives you a hard time. It's not because of you. It's because of what they're dealing with. So do your best to move on and just focus on what you're doing. I was cruising. I was feeling good. The sun was shining. I got my music. I'm cruising down the beach. And I wasn't going to let anything bother me. Of course, it's not always that easy, to be honest with you. But I, this is something that I work on as well. So the third agreement is don't make assumptions. This is a tough one because I think we all make assumptions on some level. Like we all think like, oh, that person's got a lot of money. Why don't they buy me an ice cream cone? <laughs> or maybe like for a family member, right? Well, they just bought themselves an ice cream cone. They can't afford one for me too. <laughs> Which kind of sounds ridiculous, but it happens all the time. Or someone has a fancy car. Or let's say you run a business like, we, like I do. True form, this is our business, what we do. And you know someone, or you assume someone has a bunch of money and you're like, well, why don't they buy my products and services? They got money. But we don't know, like we don't know, especially finances. We have no idea what people are going through. You can, finances is a tough one because you can make yourself look like you have the most money in the world. And you know what's also interesting is that a lot of 
very successful people that I know don't dress like they don't wear a $3,000 suit. They wear sweats and a t-shirt. That's how they roll. Cruise through Silicon Valley around San Francisco, San Jose area and see how many millionaires are cruising around in clothes that look like they've slept in them. <laughs> so you could look like you can act the part, you can look the part and you have absolutely zero money in your bank and you could be in thousands or millions of dollars in debt. So especially when it comes to finances, I think it's a good idea to not make assumptions out of out of different people in our lives. Doesn't matter if it's family or friends or whoever it is. We have no idea how much money people have unless they exact unless they directly tell us. And in those cases, it's really hard to determine if they're telling the truth or not. You could have a fancy car, you could have a flashy watch, brand new shoes, and still have no money. It's called credit. Credit cards. And there's an astounding astounding rate of people that are in credit card debt. And I'm not judging here, of course. I'm just saying that it's important for us not to make assumptions about other people because we have no idea what situation they're in, in this case, financially. But it's the same thing with relationships. Like you could have a great relationship or look like you have a great relationship with your spouse, for example. And then you get home behind closed doors and all you do is yell at each other. And that's so that's the importance of understanding assumptions. Like it doesn't matter what subject it is. Let's not make assumptions about other people because we could be entirely wrong. You know what the thing for me is like we often model ourselves after someone else or we compare ourselves to someone else. And we're like, oh, well, that person posts fancy pictures on social media all the time. They must have a wonderful life. And then all the while their life is in shambles or upside down. And we see it all the time like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe those two got a divorce. They look so happy together. Or I can't believe that person went bankrupt. All they do is drive a brand new car. Well, maybe that's why they went bankrupt. <laughs> Never thought about that one, right? So that's a, the fourth agreement. And the fifth agreement is always do your best. And again, if we look at, look at these this list down the line, it, look, it sounds very simple, but it's not that easy to implement. Always doing your best is something that I strive in every day. And for me, I feel like how we do one thing is how we do everything, which is why it's so important for me to say, Always do your best and believe that. So if you stretch in the morning, I feel like you should put in a good time and effort to get that stretching in. Sure, it's okay to go through the motions, but if you put in an honest effort, maybe your goal is to be a bit more flexible. Maybe you want to be a bit more mobile, for example. I feel like if everyone were to stretch in the morning, there'd be a whole lot less injuries. There'd be people with less pain without question, and everyone would get around a whole lot easier throughout their day. But most people don't want to stretch in the morning. They don't want to take five minutes or 10 minutes out of their day. They'd rather be uncomfortable throughout the day. So it's important to do your best with whatever it is you're doing because that's going to translate to somewhere else in life. You know, for I'll tell you this story real quick. I was training, uh, I was a head strength and conditioning coach at a college a couple years ago. And I told the administration that I'm only going to do this if I could do it my way. I wanted the students to realize that they are student athletes and that how they train and how they behave as an athlete will reflect in other areas of their life, like when they're an adult or when they have a job or when they try to get a job, which, as we found in this world, isn't so easy. And the admin was like, okay, let's do it. So I told them that this is the time to show up. I wanted to create healthy habits for them that was going to change their life for the better because the, like, the organization was kind of upside down, if you will. They needed a whole lot of help and I was willing to put that time and effort in. And then, so their, their team showed up, the team's players showed up late. They kind of showed up when they want. They didn't really work hard when they're in the room. So this particular 
example, I said, this is the time it starts. If you're not here five minutes early, you're late. So come early, get yourself prepared and ready for a workout. How many kids did I have show up five to 10 minutes late the first day? The exact amount that I locked out that day, which is pretty hilarious if you ask me. <laughs> but the thing is to me is like no one has held them at that precedent. Like they, they weren't held accountable in any other way in their life like that before. And I was like, how have you guys been able to get away with showing up late this far in your life? They were between 18 and 25. So they, they could show up to class whenever they want and there'd be no repercussions. They could show up late to practice. That was crazy to me. And I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> that's not happening around here. So I locked them out. And the next day they showed up earlier. And then the next day when someone forgot to show up early, they got locked out. And then they stopped showing up late. It was just a very easy way to show them that if they don't show up on time, which was early, they weren't, they weren't going to be able to work out with their team. I don't know what happened in practice. I think there was a bit of a challenge with the coaches, coaching and coaching staff, which I think they ended up getting changing at some point in time within the couple of years that we were there. But it just wasn't something that I was willing to put up with because I wanted them to realize that they can't just show up for an appointment late. They can't just show up for their job whenever they want and be like, oh, sorry, I showed up late. Like, what's the problem? So I locked them out and they ch they changed their patterns. They changed their lifestyle. So that comes back to always doing your best. Like you can show up on time. That's part of your best. You can show up and put in effort. So after they showed up on time, I started to push them through every single workout, every set, every round, every rep. I was, I was consistent. I was persistently consistent and I would not let up. I was relentless because I knew that the harder I pushed them, the more they would be able to mold and fix themselves in that exercise room so they could be better students, better students in class, and then athletes, student athletes, then they could be better athletes on their court or on their field or whatever sport they were playing. I played over 10 years. I traveled the world. I played professional. I played against Olympic athletes. I knew what it took for them to change. It was just making them help helping them understand the importance of it because of course they don't realize it at first like what do you mean what's the point like what's the point of showing up on time i can show up when i want no i'm sorry it doesn't it doesn't work like that <laughs> like what if you show up late to a practice or how about an even better one what if you show up late to a game and you're not prepared to play then you let your team down you let your coaching staff down you let your school down so this is what i was trying to implement with them that was to do your best it doesn't matter where you were in the classroom on the court always so important do your best so those are the four agreements. I'll go over them real quick. Number one is be impeccable with your word. Number two is don't take anything personally. Number three is don't make any assumptions. And number four is always do your best. Again, this book is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I'm only repeating that multiple times so it doesn't sound like I'm stealing his ideas or thoughts. These are not mine, but these are definitely words that I live by and I hope that you do as well. And it's not perfect. You're not going to be like, okay, be impeccable with your word. I'm never going to think another horrible thought about myself ever again in life. It doesn't work like that. But I think that a lot of people don't put in the time and effort for self-development because it takes effort. It takes time. You have to be consistent with it. And for me, just reading this over here the last couple of weeks, I was like, man, this is challenging or this is hard. This is why people don't do it because we get these thoughts that creep into our head or we get someone that look at us funny and then we have an immediate assumption about them or we take it personally instantly. And then we got to bring ourselves back like, don't take it personally. I don't know what that person's gone through in their life or I don't know what happened to them in the morning. Maybe they just heard tragic news about their family member. We don't know that. So you can't take that personally. And then we have to understand that not making assumption, assumptions is all part of it.
And of course, going through day-to-day life by doing our best. I think we got to do it. We got to be our best. And that's just something I work towards and I hope you do as well. All right, it's time to wrap things up. I want to thank you for being here. Hope you get a chance to check out that book. If you have any questions or if you have any issues that I can help with, I'm always here for you. All these past shows are going up on exploringmindandbody.com. You can always check out past shows there. We're also on a number of other podcasting platforms. If you haven't found us there yet, you can certainly check us out. We have trueformlife.com. This is our main website. This is where we do recipes, grocery shopping lists, at-home workouts. If you're looking for a boost of motivation, if you need a little change, we can definitely help you out. This is what we do full-time. We really specialize in improving energy naturally and then improving digestion as well. So shoot us a message if you have any gas, bloating, and digestion. We can definitely get you going in the right direction. And of course, you can always find us on social media. We'd love to connect facebook.com slash trueformlife. We're posting one or two times a day there, nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, just to help you stay on track, constant reminders. We'll put up posts on those pages too in case you like these shows, in case you miss them. We'd love for you to subscribe regardless of where you're listening. If you subscribe, that really helps us out. So you don't forget about us. I don't never want you to forget about us. I certainly won't forget about you. You can also find us on Instagram.com slash DrewTadia. That's it. That's all I got, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the messages that come in from time to time. We get heartfelt messages that mean the world to us. Like To be honest with you, it's not always easy putting a show together every single week. And now with our other podcast, we have two shows going up once a week. So we're producing the other one's Transformations Through Running, if you didn't know. but So we got two podcasts going up once a week which is a bunch of work but anytime we get messages come in it always gives me a boost of motivation to keep pushing forward once again thank you so much for being here that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's drew tadia fitness expert to find out more about the show drew tadia or to listen to past shows visit exploringmindandbody.com